Let's get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Kevin Gordon, Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab. Thank you so much for Wonderful. being here. Yep, We've kicked off with a lot of the bank earnings, and we're seeing, obviously, Bank of America today on the heels of what we saw on Friday. They're looking pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, I think in general, the financials have been uh, signaling some strength within the consumer, which has been the main focus now because of recessionary fears. Um, but you know, when you look at delinquencies, when you look at loan growth, it's generally been pretty strong, pretty healthy. I think the one thing, and this is kind of the theme to look for for the rest of earnings season, but it was apparent within some of the banks, is stronger revenue, um, but actual weaker real earnings. Uh, so when you take out into account inflation um, and everything inflation adjusted, take into mm -hmm. account some of the wage components, um, actual earnings were a little bit weaker. So that trend and the divergence between those two is something to watch for um, as we get more into earnings season. Because mm -hmm. the banks are a little bit more insulated from things around the inventory surge and um, you know the hit from inflation overall, uh, especially because they weren't necessarily a goods-focused stay-at-home sector. So I would look to you know some of the companies that are going to start reporting this week and then especially yeah. next week uh, to get more of that signal. We have 57 names in the S&P yeah. 500 this week to report earnings. Uh, plus, we'll get other pieces of news like existing home sales and more. Tell me a little bit about the inflationary picture we've gotten in a few prints since we last spoke. We yeah. got in CPI and PPI. Uh, what's your take? Yeah, you know, in general, um, I would think at the headline level, probably CPI wasn't exciting, even though the market had rallied on that day, but that was probably for some technical reasons um, and to be reversed on, on Friday, uh, last Friday. But the, the good news is that core goods inflation is definitely softening. So if you look at, you know, netting out energy and food related right. things, um, the actual core goods component is, is decisively rolling over, which is great to see. The unfortunate part is services uh, is still accelerating and looking stickier right now. Um, so things that are related to medical costs or shelter yeah. or transportation costs, anything in that services category is still moving up, which we don't want to see. Um, you have a little bit of anticipation of softer medical costs for the next month. That's just sort of a seasonal effect. Um, but when you think about things like shelter, you know, this is a theme that we've been seeing um, take hold really strong this year is more real-time higher frequency metrics like, you know, Zillow or Realtor or Redfin yeah. showing softening in rents, uh, but that's not carrying through yet to the metrics that are within CPI or PCE. And that's the problem is that if the Fed is focusing on a core metric uh, where, you know, whether it's owner's equivalent rent or primary residence, uh, those are you know a hefty contributor. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to take longer to, to come down. So it probably keeps this us in a little bit of a murky scenario and trying to dissect what the drivers of inflation are. Right at this point, and so we're still going to see a very uh, hawkish Fed, probably right yeah. until even into the new year, mm -hmm. perhaps right. Yeah. Um, retail sales gives no sign, true sign. Yeah, not, and, a, not a strong yeah, enough what's, signal. What's with the uh, consumer? I know, it's tough to dissect for retail sales. I, I will say, you know, if we think about the decline in gasoline prices since the summer, which mm -hmm. they've ticked up just a little bit recently, but overall the average has come down. The one disappointing aspect for retail sales over the past few months has been that you haven't gotten a lot of headline strength when you have the decline in gasoline prices. So you right. would have thought that that would have contributed at least to some spending um, on the at the overall headline level, but that hasn't happened. Um, so for from the perspective of the consumer, that's not a good development. From the perspective of the Fed, it's probably a little bit better. Right. But in a nominal sense, um, when you look at nominal earnings strength around 8% year over year, that's still really strong. That's helped driving nominal strength in retail sales um, and overall nominal consumption. And then that you know feeds ultimately into GDP. Um, so that's the sort of expectation from the Fed that inflation starting to get a little bit more embedded in psychology yeah. uh, and in the economy, and that's not what they want to see. Right, understood, understood. Yeah. And at this point now, um, still concerns about a recession. I started to read some 
notes this morning about a recession possibility in the back half of 2023. I mean, people are tossing around the word recession all over the place. Um, What are we watching when it comes to the economy and the stock market? Well, you know, the dating of the recession, and this is something um, in particular Lizanne and I have written a lot about and talked a lot about, is that it's probably not a good thing if you push back the date of the start of the recession, because that would actually imply that maybe we get a little bit of a lift in growth only to be reversed lower again, which a lift in growth especially from the point of view of the Fed, would would not be good um, because that would risk sort of inflation getting out of the bag again. Um, So for asset markets, for the stock market in particular, it would be better if you sort of, you know, front-loaded the recession because we would be closer to that inflection point that equities find. And then you can sort of find the bottom and then move on from there. And, you know, in in our view, as of now, barring some exogenous, you know, major exogenous (laughs) effect um, or, or event, it's probably not likely to be some sort of epic drawdown in the economy. It doesn't need to be. Um, it could be shallow, it could be short, much like we had in 2001. Um, yeah. Different characteristics now versus then, but I would say probably healthier characteristics, especially from a household balance sheet perspective. Uh, you know, and I think you make the right point, which was that I was really surprised when I saw recession in the back half of 2023. Mm-hmm. I think it was the economist over at Moody's that was pushing more to the back half. and. I just didn't love hearing that because it just means that all the pain and volatility and lack of growth or growth and then a pullback from growth, um, you know, all just gets delayed. Um, And, you know, we're worried about unemployment, that it will rise and you'll have this labor market that will be tricky for folks, right? And that's sort of the last part of it to fall is the labor market component, because if you look in a headline sense, whether it's on-farm payrolls, even the household survey, which is actually still relatively strong, even though the pace has been slower on a month-over-month basis, uh, but that's still relatively strong. But then you look at areas like housing, uh, or even autos to some extent, still struggling uh, with recessionary signals. And then it's starting to wade into durable goods and non-durable goods, um, but hasn't really affected major parts of the services sector or the consumer uh, or the broader labor market yet. What do you make of rallies when you see them? I mean, do you right away say bear market rally or do you say uh, something different. It's funny, you know, I feel we, we keep on, uh, every time we chat, we get caught in these these really strong breath surges. I so, mean, look at the S&P, I, two and a quarter percent, I'm not a bad startup. I know, it. it's funny because we keep getting these massive moves, but the, the bear market rallies have just been shorter now, so it's a day or two, and then it gets reversed lower. Right. Um, I would say, you know, from a, from a positioning or a sentiment, especially short-term sentiment perspective, I wouldn't be surprised to see one take hold, especially because I think consensus is starting to move more towards the negative end of the spectrum for earnings expectations for the Third quarter. There's a lot more chatter now about companies actually yeah. saying, you know, outlooks are going to be brought down and then earnings growth may not be what it's supposed to be or what we were expecting in the third quarter. So maybe if there's a little bit of a beat there, I think that probably gives a little bit of spark for equities. But again, I've been, you know, sort of surprised that some of these rallies haven't taken a little bit more of a hold, even though I don't expect them to be sustainable right. because, you know, we haven't seen a bottoming in any of the leading indicators yet. I think a couple of things. I mean, the fact that that West Texas, when we're looking at $86 the barrel, it's sort of settled around there. It's not running back up to the 90s. The VIX is behaving at 31. You have the S&P at 36.63. I mean, it had dropped below 3,600. Actually, dropped below 3,500 at one point, right? Wasn't it like 34.91 or something? So, I mean, I guess people are feeling okay for the moment, but I'll tell you, the traders generally, like last week when we were talking after some of the big days, I mean, the first thing they were saying was they're going to sell them off tomorrow. Final yeah. thought? No, well, I will say, you know, you brought up the thing with oil and how it's kind of stabilized. That was yeah. actually, I think, some of the concern last Friday when we got that University of Michigan inflation expectations mm-hmm. component that moved higher. That moved higher as gasoline expectations or, you know, whether you're looking at futures or oil didn't really move 
in a commensurate way. Um, so I think that was a little bit of a concern from an equity investor perspective that maybe inflation expectations are moving to a different part of the economy, not just mm -hmm. commodity driven, which would be terrible for something like core CPI or core PCE. Right. Um, but you know, that's that's just one month that could be revised too. And so you know, we saw that with June that. Uh, you know, it was at first the impetus for a 75 basis points rate hike for the Fed, but then it got revised lower. Um, Maybe so I wouldn't we have focus some too of the stuff behind us a little bit. You know, we've Could gotten be. some of the earnings. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we've gotten in the latest CPI and PPI. Yeah. We sort of know, right. you know, it's been, you know, telestrated to us what the Fed is going yeah. to do. I think max inflationary um, fears behind us. I think the earnings stuff, maybe yeah. we're getting there, but we still have probably the more of it to go. Yeah. Path of least resistance in our view for earnings okay. weakness is down. Uh, but inflationary fear peak of it is probably behind us. Wonderful to see yeah. you. Kevin Thanks, Gordon, Nicole. Senior Investment Research Manager at Charles Schwab, right here with us every Monday. Generally, it's good to see you, Kevin.